All right, so I'm going to just read the Psalms. There's only six verses here. This is a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I want to focus on verse 1, on the familiar very familiar words, the Lord is my shepherd. And I think when you think about those five words, that's really the secret of life. That's the secret for every Christian to live a life full of meaning and purpose is to know that verse in your heart. The Lord is my shepherd. This verse provides a solid foundation for living, especially as we face great dangers and uncertainties in this world. And I confess that this week was a week in which I needed Psalm 23 like never before because of the world volatility that we see in Ukraine and the escalation in different countries and some of the fears and thoughts that can sometimes paralyze the people of God. We need to be grounded. We need to be those who come back to the foundation of our faith. We need verses in in Scripture to remind us that we are on solid ground. And this is one of the verses that is a foundational verse for the people of God. The Lord is my shepherd. King David described his beloved Lord as my shepherd. What a wonderful way to describe a relationship that David had with the Lord. And David recognizes that he was a little sheep in the world. We know David was a great man of God. He was a man after God's own heart. But David knew himself that in the real big scheme of things, when he looked at himself in view of God and the universe, he was just a little tiny sheep. But he had a great shepherd watching over him. And this comes out in these wonderful words, the Lord is my shepherd. And the question we have to ask right up from the outset is, can you say that the Lord is my shepherd? Can you identify with the words of David? Can you relate to that personal relationship with the Lord? I hope you can. I hope you can say very confidently, like David, that the Lord, by his grace, is my shepherd and if he is your shepherd and you know that the lord shepherds his people a certain way Uh, as the good shepherd as the great shepherd as the divine shepherd the lord shepherds his people and he tells us here david in psalm 23 how the lord shepherds his people and i found in my own heart in my own mind uh, such comfort and peace and encouragement when i realized how the Lord shepherds his people. So that's what I want to look at for the time remaining. 
is the Lord shepherding his people. And the first thing that we have to consider is that the Lord finds his sheep. That really begins the shepherding process, is that the Lord finds his sheep. Until the Lord finds his sheep, he can't shepherd his sheep. But the beginning and start of this wonderful relationship between his sheep and the shepherd begins with the Lord finding them. And the Lord is determined to seek out and to save those who are lost. He finds those uh, who don't know where they are in a sense. They don't know who they are. They don't know what life is all about. They are in a sense, in one word, lost. And it's the Lord who comes and seeks and saves and finds those people. Now we know that passage in John chapter 10, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ identifies himself as the good shepherd. And I want to just read some of these verses in John 10. And remember, keep John 10 in view of Psalm 23. Because really, when you look at it this way, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, is very messianic. It points us to Christ. It points us to the Savior. It points us to the second person of the Trinity. And Christ is one who identifies himself as the shepherd. In this case, if you look at Psalm 23, he's David's shepherd, Christ. So listen to what Christ says in John chapter 10, verses 11 and 16. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. Here we see in John chapter 10 right off, that the Lord doesn't retreat from his sheep. There are people who retreat from their sheep. They are hirelings. They're not good shepherds, but that's not the way the Lord is. The Lord doesn't retreat from finding us. He seeks after us. He goes forward in finding us. And that's what makes the Lord the good shepherd. He's determined to seek and to find that which is lost. He says that the hireling, in verse 13, fleeth, but he is, a, he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. Christ says, I am not like the hireling. I don't, I don't retreat. I don't flee away. I pursue. And he says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And then verse 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So notice John chapter 10, verse 16. He says, I must bring, meaning Christ is saying that I can't come to find my sheep. I must find my sheep out. I must seek after my sheep. And that's part of the shepherding process when it comes to the Lord is my shepherd. He finds us. He seeks us. That's a wonderful thing. That's how it all starts, is that when the Lord finds us, then we discover the Lord. We discover who he is. But the Lord first seeks us out. He comes and finds us. And he reveals to us who he is and who we are. He reveals to us our true nature that we're lost and without any hope. But when the Lord reveals these things to us, he also says that I'm here to give you hope. I am here to care for you. I am here because I've found you and I've revealed myself to you. And if you're a Christian today, you know what I'm talking about. You know 
that the Lord has found you. He's incorporated you into the fold of God. You are now part of the family of God. Why? Because God found you. Christ sought after you. And he was determined to seek you until he found you. And that's something that brings great comfort and encouragement for us. That we have a God, we have a shepherd who seeks us with all his heart. Was determined to leave his heavenly throne, to come down to earth, to become a man, to live under the curse of the law, yet without being a curse himself, yet he became a curse for our sake, that he might live in this world. Why? So that he might find us and seek us and save us from our sins. And this is the beauty of Christ shepherding his people is that he first finds us. In Matthew chapter 18, Matthew focuses more clearly on how the Lord is so determined to find just one of his sheep. If one sheep is lost, he leaves the 99 behind and goes after that one sheep. Listen to what Matthew says in Matthew verses 18, verses 12 and 13. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, Doth he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. And if you're a Christian today, you know that power of God seeking you. You know in your life that something outside of you has arrested your life. Something has disturbed you. And that disturbance, that arrest, is the shepherd because he's found you. When the Lord finds you and he seeks you and saves you, you're never the same person. (laughs) You're never the same person at all. As the good shepherd, Jesus Christ seeks and finds lost sinners. And that's really where it starts. He finds us in our sin And yet, despite our sinfulness, despite our waywardness, despite our being lost, the Lord brings us into the fold. What grace, what mercy, what determination, what love we see here on the part of the Savior. That's just part of the shepherding process. And if you've experienced that shepherding, you're here to rejoice the Lord because you know the Lord's found you. And once the Lord finds you, he'll never lose you. You'll never be lost. You'll never be forsaken. You'll never be... The Lord never retreat from you. The Lord always be with you. But not only does he find and seek lost sinners, but also Christ seeks and finds wandering saints. Even God's people at times, although we're in the fold, we do get into trouble. We find ourselves wandering into thickets and into bushes full of stickers. Do you ever find yourself at times uh, making poor decisions, even sinful decisions that lead uh, to things that uh, causes a some pain in your life. Well, the, the shepherd, at times we wander from the shepherd, the shepherd comes and seeks after us and pulls us out of those bushes. He pulls us out of those times when we've gone astray and wandered. I think of that verse in Psalm 119. It's the very last verse in Psalm 119, Psalm 176, uh, verse 176. It says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant. For I do not forget thy commandments. So even the servants of Christ, even God's people wander at times. And we need the shepherd to come and find us. We need the shepherd to come and save us in a sense. Not in the sense of 
being saved from, from sin and being incorporated in the fold of God, but remind us, reminding us of bringing us back in to that experience where we first had when we first met the Lord. God's people can go through backsliding and go through cold periods. And what brings us back? What warms our hearts to the reality of who we are as God's people? It's the shepherd. He comes and finds us. He comes and manifests himself to us. Thank God for that. Thank God he brings back his wandering people into the fold. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 34, a great chapter that talks about the Lord being the shepherd of his people. In verses 22 and 24, listen to what Ezekiel says. Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be a prey, and I will judge between cattle and cattle. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken it. What a beautiful verse that speaks about Christ as the one shepherd, as the servant of David. Remember, Ezekiel was born after David. He came way after David. So when Ezekiel is writing about the servant of David and this one shepherd in Ezekiel chapter 34, he's talking about Christ. He's talking about the good shepherd. He's talking about the one who came in John chapter 10 to declare himself the good shepherd. And this is something that, again, causes us to realize that part of the shepherding of God is to find us, to seek us, and to save us. So when the Lord finds his sheep, what does he do? He finds us, he reveals himself to us, he cares for them. When, we, when the Lord finds us out, and when we become incorporated into the flock of God, there is this caring that takes place between the shepherd and the sheep. Notice, go back to Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David understood that the Lord as his shepherd provided for all his needs, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Therefore, David could say, because the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I need. There's nothing I want because everything is, I'm satisfied in Christ. The Lord provides for all my needs. There's nothing that I'm lacking when it comes to being in the fold of God. He's my shepherd. I'm with his people and all is well. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes about this in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 about how Christ meets all of our needs. Listen to what Paul says. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's the Lord Jesus Christ when he reveals himself as the good shepherd, that he cares for us, he loves us, and he provides for all of our needs. The Apostle Peter echoes Paul's words in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's really what David is saying in Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord cares for me. Why should I go after somewhere else or something else when I have the Lord, it's almost as if maybe there's a temptation on the part of David to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Don't even go there, David. David is stopping himself. Don't even go somewhere else. Don't even think about it, David. You have everything in Christ. Stop right there. 
Interesting that that passage in 1 Peter 5 or 7 is actually a, a verse that Peter quotes from the Old Testament. It's found in Psalm 55 verse 22. He quotes this, this verse, Psalm 55 verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So again, it just reinforces the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want the Lord shall sustain me. The Lord shall guide me. The Lord shall cause me to not suffer and be moved as the righteous follower of the Lord. And these are wonderful texts that show that God cares for his people continually. And Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, another great verse that talks about uh, the, the good shepherd caring for his flock. He says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Again, doesn't that touch your heart when it comes to the caring, affectionate heart of the Lord for his people? He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. There are times when in life, we're so weary, we're so overwhelmed with things in life, we become uh, full of worry and anxiety, and we become at times uh, so weak that the Lord has to carry us on his shoulders. He has to carry us um, to remind us that he's the good shepherd. He's the one who cares for our souls. And you know when he does that in your life, he know, you know when the Lord comes and you're weak, and you're in need of a, a visitation from the Lord, and He comes, and he, he pours out His Spirit upon you, and you feel this strengthening, you feel, you feel this love, this care, this warmth in your heart that you didn't have before. It's because the Lord is shepherding you. The Lord is pouring His Spirit upon you. He's conforming you to the image of Christ. He's making you more and more like His Son, Thank God for that. Thank God that the Lord cares and he takes an interest in us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. These verses clearly show that the Lord as a shepherd of his people cares for them in extraordinary ways. And he even cares for us in in ways that sometimes we're not even conscious of. We just, the Lord continues to lead us along and he just, showers love after love care after care but there are times when we stop and we realize man the lord does love me the lord is so gracious to me and compassionate to me that it makes us stop and just realize god is so good god is so caring what a god we serve so so far we've seen how the lord shepherds his people by finding his sheep and caring for them but thankfully too it doesn't stop there the lord continues to shepherd his people by leading his sheep the lord leads his people Uh, psalm 23 verse 2 he leadeth me beside the still waters and then in verse 3 he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness boy isn't that verses that convey the idea of peace Uh, beside the still waters when the lord finds us when the lord cares for us there is this peace in our life there is this tranquility uh, this calmness and that was something that i was wrestling with 
this week with everything going on in the world, I started to become uh, taken up with, well, what, what could happen here? You know, what, what are the uh, consequences? What, with this escalation continues, where are we going with this, right? And I, I got all the, these jitters in my own spirit and my own thoughts, and I needed to calm down. I needed to be still and that the Lord was God. And, and this verse here in Psalm 23 reminded me that the Lord leads me. In other words, God's in control. I'm following the Lord. If the Lord is leading, I need to follow the Lord. And that was such a peace and a calm that came upon my own heart to help me change my attitude and my perspective and my thoughts on the Lord and not on circumstances and not on things that are beyond my control. Because frankly, brethren, let's face it. What's going on in the world is too much above us. We can't do anything anyway, in a sense, to change what is going on. Don't get me wrong. We can pray. We can seek the Lord. But in terms of changing the mechanics of these political machines, what can we do? We're at the mercy of these people, of these politicians? Not at all. I'm at the mercy of my good shepherd. He's the one who's leading me. He's the one that I follow. And therefore... It causes me to be able to go beside the still waters and lead. he leads me in the paths of righteousness. He gives me that sense that all is well. I reign. Our God reigneth. Our God is sovereign. Our God is in control. Not these evil men that are trying to extend their evil empires. But the Lord still is on the throne. And I like what... Uh, Isaiah says, uh, when you look at what Isaiah says in connection with Psalm 23, listen to what Isaiah says about these peaceable habitations for the people of God. Isaiah 32, verse 18, And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation and in sure dwelling places and in quiet resting places. Isn't that what David is saying in Psalm 23, verses 2 and 3? Lead me beside the still waters, lead me in the paths of righteousness. And it is such a joy, such a blessing when the Lord reminds you that he's in control. He is leading. He is sovereign over all. There is this calmness, this restlessness goes away. And now there is this rest, this peace, this joy, knowing that God is in control, not man. God is in control. I like what John says in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You're not going to have peace if your focus is on the world and all, all the problems of the world and all the potential escalations in the world. You're not going to have peace there. You're just going to have restlessness and anxiety. But when your eyes are on the Lord, the Lord promises you that you will have peace in him. There is this calmness, this tranquility that comes from the Lord who leads his people. Philippians chapter 4, Paul writes and encourages the Philippians in verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God 
can only come from God because God is the source of peace. And if we're so taken up with the current events of the world and we're letting the world rattle us and and cause us to become so full of anxiety, we're not going to be able to have both. We can't have the world and have the anxiety of the world plus the peace of God. It's either the peace of God or the anxiety of the world. I choose the peace of God. I choose to follow the Lord and to be under his shepherding. I mean, God's people today, how many are are tormenting themselves in their minds about what can happen? I mean, they're putting putting themselves through these what-if situations and these what-if scenarios. They're thinking about their children. They're thinking about future. They're thinking about what if, what if, what if. Was there any peace in that? Absolutely not. But when we come and get along with the Lord and we seek the Lord, we find time with the Lord, there's this peace that comes upon us that only God can give to us, that the Lord certainly can't give to us. You, know, you think about people today that are going through all of these trials and these crises without the Lord. Can you imagine what they must be like? The fear and the anxiety and the uncertainty and the hopelessness that they have. But for the child of God, we could say with David, the Lord's my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me and I follow him. And so when we go through these world crises and we don't know how it's going to turn out. We don't know how it's all going to play out. We know one thing. We need to go back to the foundation of our faith. We need to go back to those texts that ground us and root us in who we are. And this is one of them. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. When the world seems to be spinning out of control, let us remember that our God reigns And he is in control of the smallest and greatest details in our lives. The Lord shepherds his people by leading them. And then finally, let's consider how the Lord protects his sheep. He protects his sheep. Psalm 23 verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Lord protects his people, and therefore we are not to fear evil. Even the brethren in Ukraine can imagine the evil that they see and face day by day. And in a sense, I prayed as I prepared for this message, I prayed that the Lord might indeed impart upon this verse, Psalm 23, verse 4, to the brethren in the Ukraine, because they are going through so many trials and tribulations, and yet... This verse is true to them just as it's true to us that the Lord protects his sheep and therefore we are not to fear evil. We're dealing with an evil man, uh, the Russian leader Putin. He's an evil man. He just wants to increase his empire. He wants to bring back the former Soviet Union. He doesn't care about his people, he doesn't care about the Ukrainians, he doesn't care about anything but himself. He wants his empire to grow. And he'll use people as fodder to see that goal achieved. And this is the evil that these people are dealing with. A man uh, who has nothing but to see his own name and his own power grow more and more. And yet, when we look at this 
psalm and when we look at God shepherding his people, Christ is very clear that because I am your shepherd, I will protect you. And therefore, if I protect you, there's no reason to fear fear evil because I am with you. I will protect you. I will fight for you. I will be your strength. I will be your guide. I will be the one who will fight for you. And that's something that we know and we realize here, but how much more so when people like in Ukraine who are believers read this passage and they really have to pray that the Lord will give them grace and understanding to apply that verse in their situation because they're facing evil upon evil upon evil. And yet the fact is that the Lord is their shepherd. Even in the midst of this terrible war, the Lord still is their shepherd and the Lord still promises them to be protected. And so this is something that we uh, certainly pray for us and pray for all of God's people, but especially those who are facing unusual attacks of evil uh, in their life. And we know that the brethren there in Ukraine are going through much tribulation. Some of the verses that remind us of how the Lord will protect us and give us strength. Psalm 29 verse 11, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And then listen to Psalm 118. And I want to read this and plug what's going on in Ukraine to Psalm 118 and and listen to these words. Now, again, these are for these words are for us. But listen, especially to those who are going through these great trials in the Ukraine. Psalm 118 verses five and 14. So I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. What David is saying there, or what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 118, is that the Lord has sent me in a large place. I was cornered by my enemy, and the Lord delivered me. Now I can move around. I'm free. I'm in a large place. I can roam. Before I was cornered, I couldn't move. I was trapped. But the Lord delivered me and set me in a large place. That's what the Lord meant. when. Uh, that's what the psalmist meant by Psalm 118, verse 5. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about. Yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. Boy, what powerful words of encouragement for God's people, especially the brethren in Ukraine as they go through Uh, This encompassing of an enemy that wants to destroy them. They're like bees surrounding them. Yet, for the people of God, we have uh, this great psalm, Psalm 118, to consider and to think about in those times. Psalm 84, verse 11 and 12. Listen to what the psalmist says. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will we withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. 
says the Lord is a shield to his people. He protects his people. He's the shepherd and part of shepherding is he protects us and shields us and guards us. So again, these are all ways in which God shepherds his people. And these are all ways in which David can truly say that the Lord is my shepherd because these are things that were true in his life and in true in every believer's life. So in Psalm 23, we learn from David how the Lord shepherds his people. He finds them, he cares for them, he leads them, and he protects them. Can you say with David, the Lord is my shepherd? And I want to just close this message with a passage from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. It's a benediction by the writer of the Hebrews, it's really a prayer. And listen to the words of Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we do thank you for this great psalm, Psalm 23. Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yo, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfortest me, that preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, this is a psalm that is not just to be preached about and to think be thought about but it's to be burned in our hearts oh lord i pray that this great psalm will be such make an impact in our life that it'll be a psalm that we always go to especially lord when we find ourselves uh, under a weight of anxiety and care and concern for ourselves for our families for the world lord we pray that we might be able to go back to this great foundational psalm and realize that this is really the secret of life, to know what David knew, and to know that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So Lord, if there's someone here today that can say that I, I know the verse, but I've never experienced the shepherding of the Lord in my life, I pray today they might not only ask the Lord to be the shepherd, but that the Lord might indeed shepherd them and um, learn those things what David teaches us here in Psalm 23. So Lord, rejoice that this is uh, an opportunity for us to learn and to grow and help us, Lord, to take what we've learned today into the week so that we can um, honor you and to prove you in whatever we face. We know not what a day will bring forth, Lord. Uh, we can't boast for tomorrow for we know not what a day will bring forth, but we know, Lord, that thy word is given to us for our encouragement, for our enrichment, and to help us to keep our eyes on Christ, who is the Good Shepherd. So depart us now, Lord, and dismiss us with thy blessing. 
We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.